Episode 9. Welcome back. I will do my podcast voice. Podcast voice. That doesn't, that doesn't work for me. I don't have that voice. <laughs> Late night podcast voice. This one's sponsored by a beard. <laughs> this will be forever Try commemorated it. in the video as the time you tried to grow a beard. <laughs> those were dark times. <laughs> or rather, those were gray times, let's be honest. Yeah. New, a new addition to the podcast. A beard. A beard. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how many episodes it lasts. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if we're recording two today, then they'll last definitely through two. <laughs> I don't know. I might have to run up and shave it. It is a little bit itchy sometimes. Yeah. That's funny. I find I it fascinating. Is it, a the is it ASMR? Oh, I hate ASMR stuff. Maybe scratching my beard into the microphone is not the right thing to do here. <laughs> Annabelle watches ASMR stuff. We'll open up to a whole new, uh, whole new demographic. <laughs> just scratch my beard into the microphone. <laughs> I'm sure that already exists. I think version <laughs> some version of everything exists at all times. <laughs> uh, okay, we don't even have a topic. We're just talking about it. <laughs> right. Interesting start to podcast. We haven't even started drinking our cacao yet, so. Um. I'm a half inch in. Mm. There's still some left in the pot, so. Uh-oh. I have another member joining us. You come to me? You can come. You can come. You only have one poof. You need to run out and get more poofs. I know you don't like <laughs> Mommy, the spice cacao. So topics. 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 I I wanted to sooner or later. I mentioned this. Address love and meaning of love and what love is and what love isn't. And it's a large topic to address. And I get very charged about it. Uh, but I figured. Might as well get it out of the way. Get so out of the way. All the right. podcast forward doesn't have to have right. this don't, lingering don't, over it. Yeah. Don't want love hanging over your head. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'll try not to get charged. But but maybe maybe you can tame me down and then like We both know I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but 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 in like reel it in into what is it that I'm trying to say instead of why I'm upset about it. I'll try. Yeah. And and, and, there, and maybe I will say this. Maybe there's a reason. I will say why I get upset about it. Well, like, we, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was say, do we want to define what love is? Or is that basically the whole episode? Yeah, I think that's the whole episode. There's no such thing as what love is. But I do get upset about everything that love isn't. Resisting singing. Huh? I want to know what love is. <laughs> right? Well, there you go. I want you I to want show. I want you to show There you me. go. There's the, the, Right there is the concept, right? There's right. a song. In, in fact, when I wrote the Edgar Cayce uh, um, article, yeah. that is link, what I... That link, is, link in the show notes. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was, I'm a published author. It's a joke. But, but no, that, that is what... Isn't that what I started with? 
No, I want to know what love is or what is love? Oh, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me, right? Yeah. Okay. There, but there you go. What I want to know love is, I want you to show me what is love? Baby, don't hurt me, right? And this is the problem that I have is we have outsourced love to the outside of us, like outside of our responsibility, outside of our control, outside of our perspective. And all definitions and all proofs thereof or proofs thereof not rely on the outside party or the social norm or some convoluted definition of, you know, somebody having to show you that or don't hurt me because that's not love or do hurt me because that is love or all of that. So you're saying love comes from within? Mm, yes, but not to the extent that, you know, like like one of those poster billboards child for love. Love's inside. Stop looking for it out. It's not that. Right. So. Is, is this love the same thing as what we think of when we hear the term romantic love? Or is that a slightly different thing? See, but everybody has a different definition of romance, right? But. I think it, what the easiest part about this is to take what the social norms or the Hollywood or we grow up seeing and then trying to build, right? Because as a child, right, you don't, you actually feel innate love of your mother if your mother happens to love you. <laughs> right? So like, right, that innate love of your mother, like my mom loved me and I felt that. And it it didn't have to have a gift next to it. It did not have to have her saying that, right? right? It did not have to have any kind of explanation or definition. There was this innate feeling that I am loved, with without definite, without un, a present, un, un, true unconditional love that maybe, is felt. Maybe the truest form of unconditional love is from a parent to a child. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's like you know. They, it's not that they can do no wrong, but even if they do wrong, you still love them just as much. Yes. They could, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, go rob and steal and murder and rape and whatever, and you will not condone those actions, but you would still love your child. But I want to say, in that relationship, not out of dependency. Right, right, right. I mean, yes, it's not supposed to be. Yes, right. I think so, a lot of the time... For a lot of people, it is. Yes, what I'm saying. But it it shouldn't be. So, I, I will maybe I'll bring this in. You can come back here. Um, I, everything that we have come to define as love, and then like have parameters around it, has been done. Or is looked at through our, I will say it, pain body. Or through our trauma, right? And so therefore, we draw on these definitions and ideas and maybe even hopes and fantasies of what love is. But sooner or later, that definition just sim simply becomes... How can this make me feel better 
about myself because, and this is might sound harsh, so I don't mean it harsh, but I mean on the most extreme level because I feel like shit or because I don't feel whole or because I feel like I'm missing something. So those are kind of different stages of that. Yeah. And I, you know, I've gone through probably all three of those. And I guess that's the, maybe that's the distinguishing factor between real love as we're trying to define it today versus something else. And it's it's unfortunate we just don't have a word for that, but something else that is, nor you know, the love that everybody else is, is talking about is is what your is if you're getting something out of it, mm-hmm. then it's probably not real love. And that's not to say if you're getting something filled out of it, you know, yeah, yeah like a hole filled, yeah, or like a a chase, or like looking to something in order for you to feel something out of it, yeah. Um, you know, real true love, it feels, it does feel great, but it doesn't like fill a hole or it isn't like, I've got to, I've got to have it or else. Mm -hmm. It's, I don't know. It's hard to describe. It's hard to. It's hard to describe, but you know, you and I have been struggling with this for a long time. And what I've realized is it is not what it is more so than everything that it isn't. Right. I think uh, it isn't attachment mm-hmm. in in like all senses of that word in the uh, like uh, attachment theory, atta- sense of attachment and also in the Buddhist sense of attachment. It's neither of those. It's neither. It's not a possession. It's not a, uh, I, I've got to, I've got to have this or else, or else I don't feel good or else, I don't know, anything. Or else I'm depressed, unless I don't feel good about myself right. or unless I don't feel like I have enough or unless I don't feel complete or whole or unless I don't feel like I'm living my life because right. I don't have it. It's more of a, of a sense of peace. But at the same time, it isn't like a the piece go the piece is tied to it. The piece doesn't go away with the waning and waxing of 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 the relationship, of the you know of emotions of of you know a fight or or a a good time, mm-hmm. right? If it's real true love, in the same way, you know, you don't love your child any less if they get good grades or bad grades, or if they start a fight, or if they you know make the sports team, whatever. It's, you know, you love them unconditionally always. And then separate from that is their, their life circumstances, right? Yeah. You love this being for who they are, period. And there's no quality, there's no qualifications. If there's qualifications, it's no longer love. Yeah. Yeah, and so that same definition, right? Most people hear love and they automatically think of a really romantic relationship, right? But it applies to all love. In in fact, I don't know if it 
in the long run, you know, there, I don't think there is a difference, right, on a true scale. Right, I there, don't know. There are, there are like depth and dimensions to interpretation of it. But at the core where it's coming from, if it's coming from the right place, there's not really a difference. And so, you know, from the child standpoint, like you don't love them any less if they do or do not make that sports team. From the uh, partner standpoint, you love love them regardless of them giving you the right gift or regardless of them giving you attention or whatever, right? There's no action or inaction or, you know, Would making... So a lot of people assign it like, oh, this person has to make me feel a certain way in order for this to count as love or in order for me to think that I'm loved and then therefore love them back. Which is very, very different. I mean, well, that, that yeah, that is what, you know, I grew up thinking. And what we're describing is something very different from what I think okay, is, let's talk is the about what you, what you grew up thinking. Maybe let's define like the depth of how you can get lost and thinking that this is love when it's not. Right. Well, my, I... I grew up with uh, a sense of of love, in air quotes, being tied to, well, it was tied to like achievement or performance for me. And that's, you know, in my mind, that was like direct, but, you know, realistically, where did that come from? You know, I got more attention, the, the better I did. And I somehow equated attention with love. And so therefore, my literal goal in life became get as much love as possible, which, you know, one step removed is get as much attention. Well, a certain kind of attention, the right kind of attention, get as much of that as possible. That's, that, that's the goal of life. It was yeah. that simple. But, but in that case, love is completely tied into, in, into this, like, um, almost a, like a physical attribute of... Yes, yes. Of action... To performance to then result. Yes, yes, it was. Right. Which is, you know, which which is, you, you can't say that that is not majority of the world right now. It is the majority of the world right now. I, and, and, and so in your particular case, it's performance, but, you know, in somebody else's performance to the right gift or performance into the right action or performance into the right circumstances or the right feeling or the right, right outcome out of like, looking into each other's eyes, you know, what, whatever that is. Yeah. It, there's almost like these tie-ins, like, oh, I do this, this happens, it has to make me feel this way, and if it does, therefore it's love. And like, we are almost blind to the idea of how ridiculous that sounds. Yeah. That that is, like, our our love has narrowed itself down to it, it's going to be harsh, but to complete idiosity, idiotic interpretation and idiotic definitions, and we chase them like we we never step back to go wait. What am I doing? What what am I chasing? And then you step back, go oh, this is my definition of love. This is what my right. We never do that. Like you and I have spent last year for sure, if not two. 
maybe even more, trying to figure out what love is, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have an answer, but I, I know a lot of what it isn't. And when you step back and you go, oh, wow, I define that as love. I have, for the last 40 years of my life, defined that as love. Therefore, and then therefore, the tribulation, right? Like that, the uncertainty behind love or the fear of having it or not, or the scarcity behind it, rests in the fact that this definition, by default, has a lesser than or more than component. Right. It is conditional. Well, it's it, it's con- by, by conditional, definition, it's conditional. It's, yeah, it's conditional by its interpretation, and by more precisely, definition. Yeah. The definition within itself creates, yeah, like abundance or lack thereof, existence or lack thereof, having it or not having it, feeling it or not feeling it, right? Our, at the core, our definition of love is something very finite and very interpreted in the physical, three-dimensional feeling, emotional, tied to it, obviously. Yeah, very tied way. to emotions. But it's, it's very result-driven. Yeah. Right. Like, if if a definition of love has results <laughs> tied into its existence, it's not love. Yeah, one of the uh, I think it's the book that that I'm currently reading. Um, Is it the book that you finished? The letting go, or one or no? No, letting go. Okay. Um, link in the show notes. Um, oh, you know what? We should have an episode solely on that book. Yeah, we should. Like, did you finish? Li- it? No, I have not finished I it. Finished either. But okay, we'll talk about. It. We'll talk about it. We'll finish the book and then we'll do an episode. It, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, but in it, it uh, it was like, here's how you can tell if you really love someone. If if you really love someone, and you realize or they tell you that they would be happier. Either with someone else or or at least without you, do you want what is best for them? Yeah. And it's like, ooh. How do you feel that? That's that's a that's something, isn't it? How do you feel about that? I mean, for all of my life, I would have fought against that. But right now, I it, it isn't as it isn't as as uh as charged. It still has charged it. It has some charge, but not like it used to. Yeah. Yeah. For for the longest time. It would be like, well, let's let's have a conversation first, <laughs> at least. Because there's attachment still. Huh? There's attachment right. still. It's not like, all right, I'll be back. Said <laughs> <laughs> uh, But right, I mean that's but right, that if you if you if you stop and think about it, that really is. A true love. True love is you want what is best for this this person, this mm-hmm. this animal. This you know, it's all you know. You 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 know, uh, foster a dog, foster a child, foster, you know, foster a something. At some point, it's time for them to move on to another uh, family, or you know, be released back into the wild or something. And it's like that's just hard. It's like there, that's like a whole genre of movie. Is like you know. You go, people become attached to something or someone and then they move on. That's, that's just that, you know, and it's, it tugs at your heartstrings. It does. Yeah. Because there's attachment, right? But, you know, you realize that that's what's best for the, 
the dog. That's what's best for the the wolf that, that got rescued or whatever. Yeah. You know, attachment holds a lot of charged pain body in it, right? And and I'm not saying your goal in life is not to live without a pain body, therefore you have no attachments, therefore you have no feelings. That is yeah. not what the goal That's is. Not the goal. But the goal is to, to recognize them. To recognize what it's pulling at, right? Those strings that it's tugging at and where it's hitting, right? And and where where if there's, especially if there's a charge, right? You can recognize it and you can almost be at peace at it. Or most of the time you don't recognize it and what's worse is there is a charge behind it that is actually starts to eat away at the core of yourself. Yeah. And that's a completely different interpretation of attachment than recognition and then just simply being in it, right? And Meaning the goal in life is not necessarily to let go of the pain body, therefore not living pain, but live in recognition of your experience. Or the, the term that I was given recently, um, overlook. Overlook over the experience. Yeah, but overlook not in the sense that you like miss it. Like in English, that's you know, oh, I I overlooked that spot on the floor and when I was cleaning it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But almost like to overlook. look to look over. <laughs> yeah, to look over, right? And and when I was giving Supervise, that term, or... it not supervised, right? Supervising means like control, but just looking over, quite literally. Just, observe, observe. Yeah, but. For some reason, the term is look over. Overlook. Overlook, yeah. Look over and now, wait, wait, overlook. 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 So you're over and you look. But yeah, observer effect is what like the modern world has come in to coin that term. But when I was giving the overlook, it was very adamant that this is the term that needs to be used and interpreted and mis- uninterpreted and then therefore interpreted in a different way. And so I was kind of confused there for a while because to me, overlook is like, oh, you're not seeing something. Mm-hmm. But I think... It's one of those words that could go either way. It, but it's on purpose. It's on purpose. Yeah. It's the, the, the reason why the word is picked is you're not seeing something because you're not overlooking it. Right. It's kind of, it's one of those... Tug at you, yeah, both ways. It like, yeah, it uncovers the truth by the recognition of the dual of its meaning. Mm-hmm. There's a whole other episode on the gain of sidetrack, yeah. So, yeah, so, so love, you know, the, the, you, you and I, I've brought this up to you back when we used to have our like hard and heavy arguments when we were not on the same page at all. I know we're not on the same page still, but you know, back when we were completely not on the same page. We weren't in the same book. Mm? We weren't in the same <laughs> no, book. Like, maybe we're not even in the same library. <laughs> <laughs> we're just like libraries apart. You went to book two and I'm into book three. <laughs> and so. <laughs> book three. Uh, and so, you know, th- that that's. Book <laughs> <laughs> three. I'm going to start a little village called Timbuk three. That'd be a great village. Um, yeah, and so the 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 example that I was giving you that I oh my gosh, you had so much charge behind it, and I was just I remember I remember I remember just trying to like show the case it to you because that was like what was coming through me, and then you were finding me the flower. Yeah, 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 <laughs> the flower, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. And so the metaphor the. Uh, and I don't remember if I was giving this or if I read it somewhere, but it 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 kind of stuck, and it like 
embodies love, my definition of love, and is is that if you are walking on 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 the path, on the garden path, and then you see a beautiful flower, right? I have a thing for flowers. So to me, the ultimate representation of a flower or of beauty is, is flower. And so you see the flower and you basically bathe in the glory and the essence of its being, right? Like it is just the most beautiful thing you see. And then, you know, automatically, I usually have this influx to to be it to want it to have it to cap to just want it again and again and i want to experience it i want to touch it i want like live every nuance of that flower like that is the type of attachment that i have to a flower right and i to me it's almost like a lesson every time i see a flower how much i want to pluck it not pluck it no right because then it's almost like preserve it put a glass case over it make sure it doesn't disappear right it's like ultimate idea of attachment comes through to me in the idea of a flower any flower you name it and i would just just it, it's a thing that i'm drawn to and then just want to have it and i want to stand by it and i want to touch it and i want to smell it and it's, it's possible for me to separate myself from it. possible or impossible impossible and so that that attachment right the everything that I have within my idea to this flower is m- not love, <laughs> right? I love it so much, right, in my idea, right, that I have assigned all these values and all these attachments, all these theories and all these expectations and wants and everything to it. and. It becomes very obvious then then for me to continue walking down the path and then not be attached to not walk that path tomorrow to see if that flower is still there or not come back and smell it or not come back and take a picture of it or not come back and document it to make sure that it's on my Instagram account, right? I literally have an Instagram account dedicated to flowers. <laughs> yeah. Right. To to simply let it be and enjoy the expression thereof without attachment, without control. dependency, without control, without everything that is not love. So if that is not love, how what what word would you use for that? Attachment? And that I mean in attachment, need to control, need to possess, need to have more, right? More. Right. When I go shopping at Lowe's in springtime, oh my gosh, right? It's like so it's it's this you you're walking along and you see it and you're it's just a almost an insatiable desire to uh, recreate that later to uh to prolong prolong it prolong yeah. it no to I mean, have that's, it to have it I am I one hundred percent relate it's not flowers for me but no I but get that's it. what I mean my, yeah. the reason I use the flowers because. It's it would be silly to someone to hear someone say this and then go yeah. wait a flower right, but that is the attachment. I will use, I don't know if theory or this is the attachment style possession control, um, 
desire for more, not not having enough. I think there's a word for it. That is one word and not, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like that is our attachment and interpretation of a human being's version to love. Yeah. That is what most of us feel for a human being. Yeah. Is what I feel for a flower. Yeah. Right. And, and, right. And then to step back and, and go, how is that not love? What, what I else? worship this flower. What, what else is there? Right. What else is there? Right. It would be almost silly to some people to go, how is that not love? How is, I mean, in this case, the reason, because it is a flower, it's on purpose because it shows the silliness of that attachment. Right. Mm-hmm. But to most people, that is a human being. And especially because flowers don't last that long. But that's the whole especially, point of love. Especially a plucked flower. Is it? Yeah, right? I hate cut flowers. <clears throat> it's not going to be around for too long. Right. Stick in water, you got a week, if you're lucky. Yeah, yeah. Unless you put that little magic. Oh, magic. Maybe, then maybe two weeks. <laughs> I'm, food. Te- I'm teasing it, right? Yeah. You're, you're, you're doping the flower it, in order it, to it last thing longer. It gets a little stinky after a while. You're probably supposed to change the water. Yeah. No, I, I despise cut flowers because of this, right? Because you're literally, it is something that is on its way to dying. And mm-hmm. I have a hard time not attaching and, right. or not, right? So it's like, it, it's, a, it's a mini lesson in, in the impermanence of, of love. Impermanence of, of life, of everything. Of love too, right? In my yeah. case, it's love. Right. I, right. So, so in, in my case, the flower embodies the silliness of all-encompassing flawed definition of love to to i think to an extent that most people would feel for to for another human be it a child being a friend being a, a partner being be it a a parent yeah sibling i, I think the parent to child relationship is probably the easiest to to get right because that's just it, it feels like it's just baked into the human nature yeah except that you know you can see the flaws that come around you, with it yeah you there's I mean, the attachment yeah. there's possession there is but there's at the control. same time underneath all that the the raw love that, that a parent feels for a child I think is the purest of of all the loves that that on in general humans experience. Yeah. Yeah, and and as a parent, right, it is easier for you to almost step back and go, "Wait, there is letting go." Yeah. There is releasing, there is relinquishing control, mm-hmm. right? Because at some point you go past breastfeeding to them walking. Yeah. Right? There's that step of removal. Yeah. And then there's you go from, you know, elementary school where they're locked in in one classroom one building to wait now they have to walk a hallway for the first time yeah, right. where it's just like whoa right now or preschool to to you know oh, yeah, preschool yeah. from two hours a week a day a uh, four hours a week to to seven hours a day and you know in public school system yeah. right now we're dealing with a, a a teenager who wants to go who has a driver's license and is a capable driver who may need a little bit more experience but uh, and he wants to go driving, and it's like, 
as as a as a parent, it's like, yeah, but you don't have enough experience. And everybody else on the road is crazy. And what about all the drunk people? And you know, what if it's raining? What if it's snowing? What if, what if, what if, what if? It's the f- yeah, fear and of it's, letting it's, go. There's this, you know, fear and control. And it's like, it's that, you know, it's that fine line between being afraid and being careful. It's like, you know, you don't want them going, you know, like 1 a.m. New Year's Day would be a terrible time to go out driving because everybody is drunk out there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it it is it is hard somehow yeah to go okay yes you can go drive and not only that you can go drive a friend so now there's you know two souls in this car speeding down the highway it's 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 terrifying it's terrifying yeah yeah but you know that driving is that dating is that dating is that cuz it's like letting them off to college is that oh yeah right got a couple of years before that that's gonna be hard. Yeah, right. Is that that letting letting go? Then they'll uh... really, <laughs> really. That is where you're gonna go. Is she? Uh, she's in the frame. Yeah. Don't step on that. That's not stable. You're gonna have to turn around. Are you, can you even turn around right now? Can she turn around? Yeah, she's halfway around. Oh, really? What a trouble! Oh, you're so trouble. <gasps> oh, she got, a big, she got a big pull in it. Oh, she pulled it. Mm. I know. I know. Yeah, right. Right. Attachment, attachments right. to cats. Attachments to cats. Attachment to the sweater that just got pulled. <laughs> I don't actually see the pull. Oh, like that right there. Yeah. Yeah. No, right. And or like a pet dying, right? Right. Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm still mourning. All of some them. Cat, all of them, but like some cats more so than others, right? right? And like I can feel them and I can't even imagine right. mourning a child. Right. And it's like, you know, there's the there's the mourning that that you and I have for the 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 lost animals. And then there's the like empathetic mourning that is like, oh, what what our children must have felt and when 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 Misha died or when Fredo died or whatever, it's like, which is his own little dimension of it. It's like, you know, you just want to protect your children from, you know, as bad as it is for me to experience the death of a pet, it's like, I really don't want my, my kids to experience that. Well, no, I mean, that's just life. But it is, but yeah, it's just, it's just life. life. It's yeah. just this over overbearing protection to like shield them from anything negative in the world, which doesn't work. It's just not a sustainable thing to do. No, um, you know, Aiden, Aiden's wise and he knows how to manipulate me. So like whenever I was arguing with him uh, about <laughs> about driving and like why he shouldn't be driving, whatever, right? Because we, no, we're trying not to get him to drive. Um, He's like, let me spread my wings, right? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> He's using the line on me that works. Right. <laughs> Maybe she, he, he'll never listen to this. He'll never know that's the line that works on me. <laughs> you know. Right. And so, right. And, but. Mom, it's just your pain body holding me back. <laughs> right. Oh, he uses that against me all the time, too, now. Uh, I think all of his friends would keep making fun of me using the word pain body so much. It'll be a drinking game once they're of age. I don't to drink. think you need to tell them the drinking games. Take a shot. Um, <laughs> Yeah, right. And so like that that possession, that control, 
that fear, right? The anguish of what if, the fear of what all the what ifs, right? Is is held in our personal trauma, right? Yeah. Like when when you know, I will I will bring in a, a child since we're on the child topic. I, this wasn't necessarily my goal, but but we were already on it. When when um, Aiden was having his with him teeth taken out, that was hard. Right, was he, really has, hard. he has never had any medical issues. Like, not, not, yeah. knock on wood. I don't know if we have any wood here or somewhere. This is Maybe probably the closest. I don't know if that, that's probably plywood. Um, right, he's never had any medical issues. So for us to have him uh, be knocked out for for wisdom teeth extraction, which is basically like the easiest right. medical procedure you could. Does this. Everybody does. Yeah, yeah, we had it, right? I had and it I didn't worry about myself. I didn't worry about it. myself. But I was worrying about him. I was much more worried about him than I ever was about myself. Um, And so th- the fear that came up, right, was the fear of everything that could, should, would possibly, right? The worst of the worst comes up, right? right. And so that like, in that moment, you you, if you don't step back, and you don't analyze how deep it sits, then you could just go, oh, well, I'm just afraid for my child being knocked out for medical or surgical procedures, so it's perfectly normal. And then therefore trying to suppress the energy behind it and just go, oh, don't feel it, it's okay, because this is perfectly yeah, normal. That was the that was easy. That was an easy way for me to deal with it, was to just sort of like Is that what you did? To a degree, yeah. Which is kind of like Okay, and this is just logicing it out. It's just like, oh well, you know, every every parent's afraid for their child to go in, and the doctor knows this, and the doctor's trying to, you know, you know, dismiss not dismiss our fears, but you know, ease our fears. He's like, you know, I've done literally ten thousand of these, or whatever. Yeah, and uh, and you know, statistically, everything will go fine, but one in ten thousand. It's going to go horribly wrong. Yeah, but but the fear that <laughs> I felt fear. behind, right, when we were sitting in that waiting room, I, I was sitting there meditating on it. And I'm like, the fear is much deeper yeah. than somebody going, without logic, right? I mean, you could even apply logic to it. You can even go, well, 10,000 procedures a year, you know, whatever, what are the chances, right? So, so percentage-wise, you can ration yourself out of it and not worry but the benefit that i received in sitting and going what is it that i'm afraid of right what is the pain body that this is hitting that is much deeper than just a simple worry of a of a mother right was was a thing to uncover right and and you know with me it's that uh fear of loss yeah um and then i realized more so fear of Pain, fear of not even his pain, but your pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fear of me not right because yeah. worst case to me, him dying. Right, that's the worst case scenario. Right. And then what is it that I'm afraid of him dying? And then I realize, well, no, I know he will be okay because I went into, you know, you know, I frequently go into the realm past, past our three dimensional self, so everything is fine there. So therefore, the only now, of course, and, and you can touch on that, like you know, there's the the missing out that's your end of it but my end of it is fear of not being able to process the grief and we have come across several 
instances and like movies show this all the time too right of like just parent being unable to grieve the death of a child and with me that brings back one of my past life traumas of just not losing two children and and the not being able to recover from that and basically dying from that it was i mean yes i died from causes aside of that but you know the the life the life trajectory that took me from losing two children to now not having them and then dying was basically just that grief the grief drove to death yeah, right yeah and so the 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 stuck pain body there was inability so from the past life and his inability to process grief and then move past the pain of grief but in this lifetime because that is twice removed is the fear of experiencing grief because in that lifetime I'm dead from it yeah no I mean that's that's a lot yeah yeah and so you know when when we had Arca Cow's ceremony, the person that we met was the person in our community who lost a child. And I connected with her, you know, when mm -hmm. that was happening, because in my mind, like, I go into the panic mode of like, I got to prevent this situation from happening because right. I can relate to it myself. And this is the worst pain you could possibly feel. Therefore, right. if I can spare someone else out of it, you know, it's just kind of like a, right. that. It's like, there's like literally nothing worse than a parent losing a child. That's like the worst thing that you can imagine. Yeah, yeah, but why, right? That, but why? That's the thing is I spend a lot of time working on that pain body. It's like, where, where is that coming right. from? And with me, you know, this might sound selfish, but it was, it was the fear of not being able to go through it because I know in the past I've just died from it. I've just given up on life and died from it. It was like the life was not worth living without that. Right. And I, I, I can wrap my head around that. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, no, it, I, it was, I it was like, what's the, what's the, what's the point at that yeah. point, right? And so, like, the experience of life was almost lost on me on the fact that having that experience was experience of life within itself. Like, I, I wasn't overlooking that at all. I was, in fact, overlooking that, right? Mm -hmm. And, and, it, and then thus went elsewhere, right? Yeah. And so when I when I was trying to do healing, into the, like I asked for permission to go into healing. Oh, I no, I asked for permission if I can go heal, right? And then I connected to him slash energy of the experience, and they're like, "No, th this is a path. This is the path experience, both for him and then for her." And I was like, "Oh boy, that's strange." And then and then I just kind of left it there. And then I realized, oh, it is so deep because that is literally my pain body. And here I am trying to attach myself into the situation because of my pain body being it. And I'm trying to shield someone else from that same pain. Not understanding the larger picture, right? Not overlooking it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I end up meeting her, right? <sighs> Wild. Right. I mean, but on purpose, right? Of course. On purpose, right? Of course. And, you know, it turns out, you know. What what are the chances of that? And then so the spirits bring us together, and I experience her grief, and I can't contain my grief because my grief is so tied in into her grief. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, with like the loss of a child, there's, there's the, the surviving parents, you know, grief, which is a well, lot. Surviving parents' grief, but then also 
you know, grandparents and yeah, aunts all, and all uncles the, all the, and friends. All the survivors the, that grief that would just, you know, tear through the whole community. Yeah. Yes, there's that. Uh, you know, the 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 parents and the and the siblings, you know, I would imagine would be the 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 hardest hit, but but yeah. But then I I also go into the uh the I'll call it tragedy of like a uh a life cut short that didn't get uh fully lived in its own way. And I and I think that's like a leftover from my own past life. Um from from the one in Portugal or not? I don't think so. Um, maybe, but I don't know. But it's a. Uh, I don't know. That doesn't. It doesn't feel as as strong now. But but anyway, I don't know. There's a. I I mean I do believe that you know whatever happens is it happens for for a reason, and it's, you know. It was if if someone were to die getting their wisdom teeth extracted i mean it's hard to it's, it's hard to even say but it's like well i i guess that was how it was supposed to go mm-hmm. um well like a co- cosmic cosmic plan yeah larger, larger plan cosmic, but karmic whatever but I don't know. you know at the same time you that, can you know, spend that, time using that to logic its way right. out and then to lessen the pain and not actually feel what you're feeling from it. Right. Which is your personal lesson out of the situation, right. so regardless the, of the yeah. logic. Yeah. So there's there's two two things and they're they're intertwined. There's, you know, what the surviving people, the grief for them, and then there's the tragedy of this this individual not being able to experience a full life in this incarnation. What's that though? But I mean, that, you obviously have a charge there. Yeah, but that's you know. What does that mean? It's like I don't know. It's that feels almost sadder to me than than the the survivors' grief. But I think it must be from from some some time when my life was cut short and I didn't get to experience whatever I. What thought I was going to, or felt like I deserved to? Exp- I don't know. Is that what it is? Deserve? Deserved at least a chance, and the chance was taken away. Maybe I don't know. I don't have a full, fully formed theory on that yet. Yeah, but you have feelings around that. Yeah. Yeah, then you don't have to have a theory. You have to have feelings that you're able. Willing to dig at. Yeah, I, I, it, it feels sad. It feels really sad. Yeah, but I mean, you do realize that is suppressed emotions that you're not letting flow. If you right, if you're just going, oh, I don't have a theory. Well, you don't. There's no theory. It's just right, like the book that we're reading is just. It's allowing, identifying what is it the energy that is trapped there, right? And then just allowing it to flow. Like, and allowing it to flow without logic or, or prejudice. Yeah, yeah. Right. It, it's, 
yeah, we should have a full episode on it, but it is difficult to allow things to flow without trying to define it or parameter it or go, oh, it's because of this or it's because of that, right? For the longest time, when when I would try to release energy, right, I would go, oh, it's coming from here or it's coming from there and I needed to define it and I needed to allow it to be. And you can define the initial input of it, right? You go, well, I feel grief, right? But then like, and then that go. Yeah, just, just feel say, it. Just feel it, like sitting there and feel it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, with me, the problem that I have with it. Um, is you know it's it's kind of like relinquishing of control because if you allow it to feel it then you're kind of like at the mercy of what is yeah and that the mercy of what is is scary and so for the longest time maybe like i needed to hear it like a thousand times in multiple multiple ways before i uh when we talk about the book i'll address this how it came into our life because it was very serendipitous I mean, it's just magical. The way the wor- world works when you open up to it is magical. Yeah, and that's the thing. I want to say that. So yeah, the, the episode is about love and then it turns out grief as well. But when you, right, when you, it's, and this is the part that I wanted to say that is probably the most important about this is when you let go and recognize everything that is not love, right? Everything that is not bullshit what's actually left is a thousand times if not a thousand percent more beautiful than everything they have attempted to interpret in the past as love yes it's it feels it feels like peace it feels pure it feels it's it's like oh i see that i had this like all this stuff caked on top of it that was just obfuscating what love really is it was like in and to me is, is obfuscating limiting like to to suppressing it uh, or obs- cloaking obscure it? okay obscuring it um maybe um to me it's almost like cloaking it as something else like by pressing all those those like definitions into it you quite literally take away love. Like, and I know this, this is, this is part, I think that you had a problem with is when I was telling you, no, what you're feeling is not love. And you were like, fuck no, it's not. Right. Right. So the charge behind it is, is so vast because to admit to yourself that everything that I have been experiencing in my life with, let's say in our case, 40 years has not been love. Right, no, it's hard. It it's, was hard. It's extremely it was extremely hard. It's like devastating, like almost it, life yes. tearing apart. Yes, heart. yes. I mean, and a lot of that is because I had an attachment to. Oh no, I am convinced that that this is and has always been love. And uh, you don't know anything else. And I don't know. And I don't know anything else. So, right. so if this is true, then a, it hasn't been love, and b, I don't even know what love is. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to accept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, because, right, in a sense of control, you have to almost go, because this is what love is. Right. Right. You almost have to go, well, if it's not this, then it's this. And hence, this is the whole episode. What we're saying is, there's a lot of things that it's not, but then there's not a definition of what it is. Right. And that's impossible 
to accept because that is surrender. Do you want to talk about the five things that it's not? this is the part where i will get no so (laughs) i don't don't remember what they are though i i will say so let's finish your thought first so when i was telling you that this is not love and this is not love and this is not love right what what the right approach to that would have been one you have to want to you have to be willing to admit that what you have assigned right. definition to as love thus far is probably not love, right? Like the fact, un- unless you're willing to admit to yourself that that is what's happening. That's a big, it's a, it was a big ego hit because it's like. Well, it's a hit into surrender. Y- yeah. It's a hit into letting go and then, and then into actually like stripping yourself raw and naked like i say this very casually but it is excruciatingly painful it, yes it was all of this this entire process and then this is not to scare people off but right but it's worth it i mean it's it, oh it's, it's super worth it but it's excruciating and painful to admit that what i have been experiencing so far and everything that i have wanted out of life and everything that i thought was love and everything that i thought was not love and everything that i blamed someone for for and everything that I did not take responsibility for was my fault because my personal definition of love was flawed. Yeah. Not not because yeah. I'm evil, not because I am whatever, right. right? I was simply lost in the definition of what love is because the only thing I knew was that it is this that made me feel better about this, not realizing yeah. that I feel like shit about that. Well this isn't taught anywhere nobody teaches this mm-hmm. in school mm-hmm. it would be great if you could have a, you know some sort of elementary school middle school hey here's how <laughs> how to be an adult well no but, <laughs> how to be a human right but again but this the class would be teaching everything that is not because there's nothing to teach about what it is right because what it is is quite literally a limitless ocean of possibilities. And you cannot teach or or make even anyone see what the limitless ocean of possibilities look like. Right? Now, the only thing you can do is is go, this bucket, this contained bucket of shit is not love. Right? You can and you can spend lifetime analyzing the bucket of shit that is not love. And that would be a great deal of progress. Just trying to unlayer, like right yeah. this this bucket away out of out of the the pit below that is actually love. Yeah, I yeah. don't know if that metaphor got lost there or or if I. Yeah, no. I mean, here's all the specific things it isn't, and like here are some ways you can if you know, but you you can't enumerate. Everything that it isn't. Yeah. But you can, you know, well, if it's if it's coming from here, then it's not. Yeah. Yeah, right. You can you can basically identify all the places within you, right? That brings brings a definition in. If there's a definition behind something, then it's not love. Yeah. Right. And and yeah, so we can bring that book in if you want to. 
I had a I had a, like possibly too charged of a response to that book. Five Love Languages. Is that what it's called? I think so. I have no idea who wrote it, and I have no I idea what it says. I don't know. There's. I think the premise of the book is different people. Oh, did you have you read it? I don't know if I read the whole thing. Okay. Different people respond. Do not flash this book. Okay. On the cover, I do not want any association with this book. Different people. I think the premise is different people respond differently, or or f- f- quote feel loved. Yeah. From from different ways. Some people feel loved when they receive gifts. Some people feel love loved when they are are touched. Some people feel loved when they have special, you know, one on one time together. Um, there's two more because there's five love languages. Give, Whatever. Give, it, gift it, given time spent, touch. Uh, d- doing things for someone, like a oh, do like, action. Actually, like doing, yeah, yeah okay, like, is it different than, yeah, okay, maybe, and then one more, and those aren't love, that's not love, that it, it should be the five things people like that make them feel good languages, or the five, what, no, I just you know what, <laughs> how I feel about this, yeah. the five, the five things that people like languages. But it's not love. It's like, or you know, the five things you do in order to manipulate people. Oh, or that, yeah. That is what that book is. It's like, you know, I, you know, I don't I don't care about a gift per se, but you know, time together is nice. I, but I that's not love. I I I understand I guess what the author was going for. But conflating it with love, that's the problem. The, it, <laughs> I'm trying to say calm. Hold it in. Hold it in. So on the larger scale, there is a benefit to being lost. So then when you find yourself, your eyes open to magnificence. Right? There's that. And then, so, so I, you know, that is a karmic path. Like, to be lost is a path to finding yourself. Like, that is just kind of like the path of life, right? By default. The, and then, so the charged energy that I have behind it comes from love is just such an innate... right that we have within us at our core right that when we lose ourselves we lose that love by default like us losing ourselves equates to because the core of us is love the second we lose ourselves we lose love meaning like we go out into the world and everything that we see has limits on it and love has limits on it interpretation of us has limits on it right so that that pain body causes us to lose our own being which is love like because when you walk by a flower and you have an innate connection to its beauty and you want to cry over it 
but at the same time you you let it go and you want it to exist on its own and then you have no attachment and then if it's there if it's not there but the the beauty and the essence of its being is within itself so overwhelming that you can know that that's love when you lose that that is like and here's here's where i come from that is when you need help the most in your life right you lost yourself you lost your essence and the connection to love to the essence of you which is love which is basically the most vulnerable point you can possibly be in and so to find someone in that space and then to offer them something that, other that than book, love that book that book which is other something other than love under the guise of this is love this will right you know solve so, your problems right so when someone's out there buying books on finding love there's two people who are buying books. There's the person who's lost, right? And this is the person that I'm crying over, right? Because I can feel the essence of humanity being lost. When you're lost and you do not feel the essence of your own love. So therefore, there's nothing in this world, there's nothing in this outside world that will ever offer you love because it's already missing from within, right? And so the second it's missing there and you recognize it and you seek help by buying a book that is supposed to help you. Abomination disservice to humanity. Right. Maybe I I have no idea what the author's goal was. I mean, it's, it's specific for romantic relationships. No, but that is the essence of where everybody falls short, right? Yeah. Because the second you... The second you separate from motherly love, from sibling love, from friend love, when you when you hit sixteen, the only thing you want in life is love. Oh, the the rest of the premise is oh everybody has has you know a few ways that that work for them and the rest don't really work for them. But whatever works for for you, you just assume that every that works for everybody else. And so you know. Uh, you know, if if somebody's like, oh, whenever I get a gift, I feel loved. Now, big asterisk there because that's not real love. But, you know, whenever I get a gift, I feel loved. Therefore, I'm going to give my wife gifts because surely that'll make her feel loved. Yeah, so and, and the, you're saying and that the, there's the, a benefit there? The, the premise is, oh, well, maybe gift giving isn't hers. Maybe it's time together. Maybe it's, uh, you know, do, doing things for her, you know. So maybe... The, in in as much as whatever works for me doesn't necessarily work for my partner, I should probably figure out what does work for my partner and stop trying to force whatever works for me onto onto him or her. Yeah, but you know, I have even bigger problem with that premise because th- then that's just like continue to live under your own bullshit of deeming this as love. And then through manipulation of this understanding, then trying to impose more pain body deeming onto your partner. Now, that is, yes, that is extent of like, oh, someone has malicious intent, right? But 
by default of you propagating somebody else's pain body, knowing that this is what makes them tick or this is what makes them feel the right way, is malicious intent. And I know a lot of people will disagree with that. You probably disagree with that. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm working on that. It's manipulation. Malicious intent by meaning manipulation. Is wanting your loved one to, to feel good manipulation? For reason of. Well, uh, there you go. That's, that's, for, that's for, what re- I'm saying. for reason, for reason of, of. Yeah. So that they'll. Right. Love if me back, you are so the, the, the no what? so yeah so I will so I say this under the under a very specific definition of you are living your pain body and thus you are continuing to propagate the life of your pain body right. and now trying to cope with somebody else's different pain body and understand how their pain body right. plays off of your pain in, body. In and of so itself, it's like a it's like a tennis match yeah. where you're locked in this little box. Right. In and of itself, wanting your wanting the best for for anyone, especially your your partner, that's all fine and good. But if it's oh, I want I want you to feel loved so that I can feel loved. I want you to feel loved so that the relationship feels better, so that I feel better about that. I want you to feel loved so that you will act a certain way toward me. Mm-hmm. That's the toxic part of it. Well, it's, it's propagation of your pain body within right. its own container. I, I, I want to feel loved. I want the relationship to be better. I want this. I want that. So I'm going to But I don't know do what some, you want. But I, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to figure out which one of these five is the magic key for you. And I'm going to... Use that. Yes, you may feel feel good that you're getting gifts or you're getting time or you're getting whatever. But that's almost a side effect. That's not even the that's not even necessarily the goal. Yeah. That's that's a byproduct of that's a step along the way to fulfilling my yeah, yeah. whole yeah, of I could... I of I I am uncomfortable when there's tension in the relationship. When I give her gifts, that alleviates the tension. Yeah. Check. Yes. Love. Yes. Yes. That that is the most malicious interpretation of that. Yeah. It could be less malicious to where like I just want the best for my wife. I'm living in my pain body, and my love language is physical touch. Uh, but hers doesn't seem to be. But let me figure out what hers is. Less malicious, but in that case, still propagation of you containing your pain body on your side of the cord. You just not realizing what her pain body is, reading this book, trying to discover what she's containing on her side of the cord. And then it's still a tennis match of back and forth. Yeah. Maybe the five pain bodies would be a better. Right. Right. But so the problem, and this is why I have such a big problem, is you are in the most vulnerable state looking for answers when you're picking up that book. Yeah. And so I don't know when it would be the right book to pick up ever. It'd be the right book to pick up to figure out what because if if okay it turns out that uh that that gifts is your pain body gifts is your is your love language why is that the, what, it doesn't go there it, the, the, no the book the, doesn't go there but if you if you figure out re, you know 
figure out what the five are. We we can think of four of them. Um, but if that's what makes you, quote, feel loved, that's not the right word for it. It's what makes you feel whole. Which so, is your which is the pain body. Which is your pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where I'm going. So, so that, means, that means it feels like there's something missing inside of you. Yeah. Why is that missing? Yeah, why do you need Why gifts? does it feel like... Why, well, yeah, what what hole inside of your soul is is it? Is there what can't form a sentence? What hole? There's a hole inside your soul that gifts seem like they fill, but really they don't, and they certainly don't in any lasting way. They kind of band aid over the hole for a day or two, and then you know you need another gift to, mm -hmm. to do it. Mm -hmm. Where did that come from? Think about that. Yeah, that's where you're going to get some actual growth and development. Yeah. Whether it's whether it's gifts, whether it's touch, whether it's time together or whether it's, you know, acts of of acts of service, I think is how it's worded. Acts of kindness, acts of service, something like that. Um I mean uh, I I'm, I'm almost feel like it, how about this? If whoever's listening, if you have read this book or have heard about this book and you have decided to start to interpret this book as love, Please don't. It's not love. It's not love. It is your pain body. So if you have read this book and you have identified your love language, realize that is your pain body language. Right. And please start to unravel that. The, that. Yeah. So there's the path within itself to just unraveling. What is that that you currently deem as love? When in fact, it's just trauma that you're not processing. And when you uncover that trauma is when you start discovering what's underneath that is actually the pureness of your being, which is innate love. Like at the core, you're innate love. Like there's nothing to do. There's no workshops to take. There's nothing to discover yeah. other than the, just to remove the layers of bullshit that you have cloaked yourself in that limit your own love. Think about if you, you know, if you have a, I mean, for, for parents of the child, or if you have a pet, you know, you, you the pet, you know, it might, poop on the rug and you don't like that but you love the pet i i hope right you don't need the pet to buy you gifts you don't need the pet to you know hug you you don't need the pet to whatever act of service a pet would do it doesn't make sense here uh i've already forgotten you don't you don't need those things to love that pet or that child unconditionally why are we injecting this into adult romantic relationships? Because it's trauma, right? No, I don't. Would there be benefits? Like, I I know we cannot possibly uncover every single. If if you're feeling this, this could be the like trying right. to open each one of those up. Could that is is there a benefit to that? I mean, there's some there's some brush low, hang, low hanging fruit here you know if 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 it's gifts for you there's a, there's a chance that you know maybe maybe you grew up without a lot of you know material things and that makes you feel more secure to 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 have things yeah right if you if you grew up in scarcity without gifts like i grew up in scarcity without gifts in fact without like a, like I never had a bicycle and and I always wanted a bicycle. I know that's very silly to say in the United States, but you know <laughs> nobody can relate to that here. Um, they're just freely on the streets. 
the United States. In Ukraine, I've never had one. Um, right, never had candy. I never could ask for candy, right? there. So I grew up with this innate feeling of scarcity, right? And so if I were to follow this book, gift giving would fill that hole, that trauma of not having things, right? And then, and then that, therefore it's love, right? In that case, the love that I would have associated with the physical good, in that case, the love is associated with physical good or somebody going out of the way to pick you something special and then therefore make you feel special because, oh, look, they went to, I don't know, insert fancy jewelry store name here uh, and then bought me this blah. You know, so there's two. There's there's the price associated with it. Oh, I'm worth it because this thing is bajillions of dollars. Or, oh, look, it's this brand, therefore I'm worth it, right? So there's self-worth tied into gift giving. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'm worth it because they went out of yeah, their way. Yeah, yeah. Or had their secretary go pick it up. Huh. <laughs> or whatever, right? I, I know I'm like making misogynistic <laughs> assumptions. But that that is a lot of this world has been you know, tied to that, especially in the past. I think it is going away, maybe. Uh, but It feels like it. Some people are still stuck yeah. in that pattern, um, right? But that would be pain body, right? I'm special or not special, and then gift giving makes me feel special. Someone's going out of their way to do something for me makes me feel special. Mm -hmm. So it's lack of love for self. Therefore, you looking for someone else to do something for you. This is the brushstroke for the whole book in order to make you feel love yeah i mean that kind of applies to all of them yeah it applies yeah. to all of them right but is the lack of you know whatever self-love self-love sovereignty self-expression and then the outside fulfillments are there to fill those holes i mean you already said that but so yeah maybe there's not a need to go into each one of them right yeah so yeah, I I don't know I so yeah, there's good maybe a good place to end. Yeah. Everything that is not love is there for you to uncover. So then, I mean, quite literally, so love can just be like yeah. that's what it is. It's to, hard. You have, hard almost to, have to find everything that it's not. No, yeah, in order for it just to be. Yeah, and like the 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 vastness of it being is so vast that it is well worth it. Like it is an ocean of love, like yeah. undefined, beautiful love. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. <laughs>